The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So before five o'clock, we heard from young farmers saying that the biggest issues facing them in rural Ireland are the lack of affordable housing and poor public transport infrastructure, apart from other things. But those were two of the big ones. And Orla Mannion, as public affairs manager of Dublin Chamber, it seems that that's exactly the same issue you're highlighting, lack of affordable housing and poor transport infrastructure. How bad is it and what damage is it doing? Absolutely, and it is remarkable. I mean, we every quarter Dublin Chamber issues a survey to its members, kind of predicting uh, trends for the ensuing business quarters. Now, within our Q1 2023 survey findings, firms reported that the top three challenges impacting Dublin's competitive were number one, affordable housing to buy rent, followed by poor transport infrastructure and skills and labour shortages. And particularly, I think, you know, all of these issues are perpetuating and impacting one another. But what we're really seeing is that for the second year in a row, attracting, retaining and upskilling staff is the number one priority for businesses in the year ahead. And this is very much affected by the housing issue and transport issue. And again, housing might not seem like a conventional business issue, but it continues to dominate as a major issue for our firms, particularly over the last few uh, quarters. Um, you know, when we asked what government should prioritise in budget 2024, one in two firms said to increase the supply of housing, followed by invest in infrastructure. So, again, that will just tell you how high these priorities are for firms at the moment. And what, and what sort of businesses in particular are getting affected by this? Oh, it is across every sector. I mean, there is no one firm or one industry that isn't affected by this. You know, particularly with the labour market at the moment, all of our firms, you know, again, from our SMEs uh, right up to large multinationals are saying that it's a seller's market. The skills candidates might be out there, but businesses can't afford them, they can't house them, and they can't get them to commute into their offices. So there's a whole bunch of, you know, um, different measures that are being taken to kind of tackle this. One of them is apprenticeships. So again, across all our sectors, we're seeing that actually one in three firms are looking to implement apprenticeships this year, which is certainly a development and one we're happy to see. Uh, When we asked why firms were doing this, again, it was very much to kind of fill the skills gap of their businesses, encourage loyalty, mitigate retention challenges. But at the end of the day, you know, we're looking at this as a bigger picture. The solution really is, you know, we need to call on government to build more houses in the city region. We need a steadier supply of accommodation from existing zones and service land. We need to do more to widen the available talent pools as well by removing barriers, you know, that are preventing people from returning to work, such as, you know, um, improving childcare subsidies and reducing marginal effective tax. Will this close businesses or restrict their ability to bring in money? Because the reason I'm asking that is in my own local area, I've noticed that more and more cafes and restaurants and bars are closed a number of days of the week. And I actually don't think it's anything to do with people not coming in to spend. It's actually they can't get the chefs or the cooks or the waiters or the waitresses or various others to actually keep the place open. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at it in the context of business conditions in the last year, you know, businesses have faced inflation, they've faced energy costs, they've faced supply chain disruption. Um, there, there are so many, you know, impacts on business at the moment. But the very fact that housing and transport infrastructure and labour is continuing to top against all of those other issues shows you just how drastically they are impacting the competitiveness of not only Dublin, but the firms themselves. So definitely it's not an issue that we're underestimating. And it's very much something we're continuing to lobby with government on and stay in touch with our own members uh, to continue to uh, work on providing solutions for this. Yeah, we've got Neil um, McDonald with us as well, the Chief Executive of ISME. What do you make of the findings of this survey? Are these any surprise to you? 
No, Matt. Uh, the Dublin Chamber findings are absolutely consistent uh, with what we're hearing. We had a National Council meeting yesterday and uh, um, the, the concerns were exactly the same, irrespective of business size and irrespective of business sector. And, and we also know this to be a significant concern within the public sector. You know, it's, it's in large conurbations, it's actually harder to get people uh, into employment because of the cost of employment. Um, sorry, the, the cost of housing uh, and people are willing to commute, which of course is also a problem from a public uh, transport perspective. So uh, employers are reacting to this by either trying to buy in remote labour, uh, working from home, not necessarily in Ireland, um, but they're also resorting, un- unfortunately, uh, to housing employees themselves, which, which presents a tax difficulty for many. Explain that one to me. Um, what, what we see across the board is that, that but per- particularly in manufacturing and services, um, that businesses are buying or renting accommodation and uh, putting their employees into that either at no rent or a sub-market rent. Now, what's meant to happen, and there is revenue guidance on this, and this is meant to be treated as a benefit in kind, and when you get a benefit in kind from your employer, you're meant to pay tax on it. We know that that's not happening. So there are tens of thousands of employees in that sort of situation, and we're looking in budget 2024 for the revenue to regularise the situation for those employees and not make it a taxable event, because the likelihood is if the, you know, the first audit that's performed on a, on a business that's housing a lot of employees and employers will just vacate this space altogether. But Neil, there's a listener pointing out that on yesterday's programme, I asked Ian Guider about the combined profits of corporate Ireland in 2022. And as calculated by the CSO, they accounted to or amounted to 300 billion euro. 300 billion euro, the profits made by all Irish registered companies. If that's the case, surely they can pay up more to compensate workers to allow them afford the various housing issues. That's undoubtedly the case, Matt. Um, but I, I think buried within those figures, and again, we're registering this concern um, with the government in, in our pre-budget this year, is we see a real divergence now between the performances of the multinational businesses, which uh, are, are giving us a GDP of almost 500 billion uh, uh, euros per annum, whereas the domestic economy, uh, and, and that, of course, includes the domestic economy, but the, the multinational economy within Ireland is more or less the same size now as the domestic economy. So that's where the vast majority of our corporation tax is coming from. And it's coming from that because that's where the substantive proportion of that profitability is coming from. That profitability is not coming uh, in the main from domestic Irish businesses. If they could afford to pay more, don't forget, Matt, we're at, we're effectively at, we're not quite at full employment, but we're nearly there. So those businesses that can afford to pay more for labour are already doing so. But back to you in relation to that, uh, Orla Mannion of Dublin Chamber. Are your members prepared to pay more money to get staff? I think 
you know, employers are very um, aware of what needs to happen for them to support their employees and they're implementing a number of different measures. I'd actually like to pick up on a point that Neil made about remote working. Um, you know, again, we would kind of echo the same views that, you know, one of the problems with treating remote working, for example, as a solution to the housing crisis is that it's not a matter of working remotely from Dublin or Letterkenny. It's going to become a matter of Letterkenny or Lisbon. Now, and the reason I mention that is because we issued a survey in Q4 and we asked, you know, why are you continuing to offer remote working? You know, COVID is kind of not necessitating anymore. And they all chose retention as their number one reason. So I think, you know, and again, firms are kind of acknowledging that there are different, you know, ways they can support their employees. It's very much on their mind. We're seeing actually as well within our surveys that the emotional welfare of staff is something very much on the mind of employers. So I think employers are working very hard to stay afloat, mind the welfare of their staff, stay productive, balance the needs of their employees with the operational needs of their businesses. And I think it's, it's not a simple question to answer, but um, Dublin firms are absolutely doing their best to stay resilient and stay competitive. But Neil McDonald, not all companies can facilitate remote working, can they? No, and the service, uh, the services industry in particular, hospitality, uh, nursing homes, childcare, that, you know, that's a service physically delivered in one premises um, by, by the service provider staff. So th- th- those types of businesses are not amenable to, to uh, remote working. And they're, not surprisingly, they're the businesses feeling the pinch and the ones from whom we're, we're hearing the most complaints now about the cost of accommodation and the cost of transport. Thank you very much, Neil MacDonald of ISME and Orla Mannion, Public Affairs Manager of Dublin Chamber. 0874100102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-